Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash millennial love. Over 180 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey y'all, it's Cara D and welcome to Millennial Love. This is Cardi. Welcome to episode 25 of Millennial Love, where we discuss sex, love, and how we are selfish AF. Just before we get started, <laughs> want to let y'all know that it's just Justin and I in the studio tonight. Well, the studio meaning Justin's apartment, <laughs> because we had some crazy technical difficulties where Justin's track from the last episode we recorded is not working. I know. So What happened? He didn't turn his mic on the whole time <laughs> for two hours. That we I did that shit on purpose now. <laughs> and it was such a good topic because, one, we never really talk about hot topics. And so this was like the hot topic episode. Right. But I guess the signs were like, nah. Low-key, Jesus didn't want us yeah. to talk about it. So, <laughs> so. Jesus was like, no. Nah, fam. Nah. <laughs> so... Today, we're just going to have a, a short little topic for y'all, Justin and I. But before we get started, I just wanted to remind everybody to follow us on all social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat at Millennial Love. That's L-O-V-3 on all social media platforms. And we'd love to hear from y'all. So please comment, repost, anything on Twitter. And if you want to live tweet us during any of the shows, make sure you hashtag ML3, and we can see what y'all talking about. And we typically go live before we record, anyways. We do. So we go y'all live can on actually Instagram. get to see our ugly faces. Right, because normally we'd be looking hit from head to toe. <laughs> right. It's midweek. <laughs> we did. We done got off work. So, yeah, we do. We go Instagram live. So that's another reason why you should follow us. Right. But listen, we July 23rd is approaching. Yes. And Quickly. Our, right. So this is our first, like, main... Big event, and we're hosting Nutra Sunday's Brunch. So you have heard of us speak on Nutra Sunday's Brunch probably yeah. for a couple of weeks now. And this is our official brunch where everyone wear neutral colors, which I think is a very dope concept. Yes, uh, it is. Shout it, out it, to St. Augustine. I think that's his Instagram name, but he suggested that we do it. But And and, and it was Justin's friend. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was going to say, Justin suggested it. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because we all always wear, wear neutral, neutral colors, colors all yeah. the time anyway. So it ended up working out. Yeah. And I mean, even the color palette alone. Like when I looked at like the neutral color little color palette i'm like okay these are some dope colors yeah so put some black people some fly black people during brunch with mimosas in those colors is just like an epic moment yeah with good music so we're gonna have good music there hip r&b and hip-hop yeah that so should be dope yeah come follow i mean make sure you come july 23rd we do have an event bright setup yeah which the link is on our um instagram so yeah, just click on bio. that link and you can just rsvp yeah it's going to be July 23rd at the common table in Dallas. 
um, which is a dope little venue. If you've never been there, they have a we have the entire patio reserved, so it's gonna be really dope. From twelve until yeah, from twelve until we're gonna have a photo booth. We have some potential door prizes you can win, a couple of gift cards, and you might be able to slide through with some millennial love merch, which is like our first, first installment. So it's the authentic, yeah. the authentic shipment. Oh yeah, so in you know in twenty thirty two, you can sell that bit on eBay right. for a million dollars. So check that out for sure y'all please rsvp at neutralsundays.eventbrite.com once again that link's in our bio of instagram and it's free to, to rsvp um we might be able to get you one mimosa we'll think about it no uh, we ain't getting no mimosas <laughs> nigga nah we ain't, that ain't in the budget but, but <laughs> it's gonna be an experience it's not just a brunch it's a vibe and yeah. that's what we're trying to go for so please um, come through in your neutral gear, your neutral, your trendy neutral threads. <laughs> um, we have some outfit ideas. If you, yeah. um, we teamed up with Style Junkie. Shout out to she Essence. Did, she's literally doing a great job. She really has done an amazing job. She put together some outfit ideas for us. So if you guys don't know what to wear, definitely look on our Instagram page. We have some ideas for men and women. And, um, you know, we want everybody to look fly because the cameras will, will be, be rolling. rolling. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a videographer there as well. We have a videographer. We okay, have yeah, a photographer. It's about, be, it's about to be lit. Photo booth. I mean, we're just turning up and we want right. y'all to have a good time. So, yeah. And I'm going to be Liddy. So, I don't yeah, know. I'm going to be drunk. <laughs> I'll be flying in from Atlanta. I'll be oh my drunk. God, yeah. Gonna be, see, Justin is always on the go. Nigga, we are all always on the go. Because Michelle's not here right now. Because she's true. she's she's enjoying camping in Oklahoma. So that's so true. Michelle, we wish you were here, but I we know. are we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. We're gonna hold it down. We're gonna hold it down. It's funny you said that we're all always over the place because I was talking to Ben today. Um and he was just like, Cara, y'all are always all out of town. Listen. And I'm like, that's so true. Like we can never just be in town for anything. I'm gonna have to sit down. I know. I mean I have to sit down because I am not able to save anything. I'm not even I'm always en- gone. I'm not even enjoying my apartment and I spent a lot of money for this bitch. Yeah you do. And you that hole is saying? that like, hole is from a page so out of freaking crib. I'm like, bro, you just need to <laughs> chill. You need to sit down and chill. But it's all good. We we make it happen for y'all and we make it obviously happen for us as well. So our goal is to be consistent, and yes. consistency is what we will do. Yes, this one might be a little <laughs> bit late, y'all. We apologize, but you know we had to record it on Sunday, and we had we're gonna make it. We're yeah. gonna make it work. And so. I think this this topic today is a really good topic. Um, it's something that I'm truly passionate about, and Same that's here. just you know, uh, what would you call it? Making shit happen within your career. Yeah. Like making, making some moves. Let's move. Making sure that you are marketable. Yeah. Outside of you know what your resume says, and yeah. which is really important, extremely important, because people judge you and they oh, don't hire you. Yeah, which is stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Because it's one. It's literally one time. <laughs> right. You just completely fabricate your personality within you know any right. sort of interview round. Right. But yeah, I mean, if you guessed that we're talking about interviews today, Justin, I think I can say as his friend is an interview guru. <laughs> he is an interview freaking master. Um, I think I'm okay. My mom gave me some really good tips that I'm <laughs> going to share. And I think that being um, a young professional, it is vital. Young black professional. Young black professional. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Even though you're going against mediocre others, because no. most of them are They'd mediocre. They'd be mediocre at, at best. best. <laughs> right? Right? At best, yes. they're mediocre. Yes. Um, so you just need to definitely set yourself apart. Yeah. And we're just going to go over a few tips. And I think it's 
I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Yeah, I think so, too. Because believe it or not, a lot of people don't even do like half of the things that we're about to explain. It's so true. And it's it's it's, so it's terrible. But true. we're going to put you on game a little bit. All right. So let's go, Car. OK, so you got the interview. You've been scheduled for the interview. Now what? What do you do next? So we, we have a few steps and we're going to go through them li- in order linearly. I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> that's I fine. completely created that. <laughs> so you got the interview, got the email, somebody called you, whatever. What do you do immediately next? Okay, so Justin? this is something that I do. I make sure, like, if I'm in the interviewing process, like, I'm checking my email every 30 minutes. Yeah. Because I think um, your response time speaks value to your ability to, like, make shit happen. And, and that's just how that's I look at it. very true. Um, and... One of, like, my mentors, she told me, always make yourself available. So if they give you a date, if you can, like, squeeze that bitch in for you to, like, for for your face-to-face interview, you make it happen. You do not yeah. say, oh, well, I can't do this uh, because of X, Y, Z. No, like, if you can, like, make that shit happen, yeah. even if you have to lie to your current employer uh, that, <laughs> hey, I have an appointment, <laughs> a doctor's appointment, you make it happen because, um, you know, you have to be mind. You have to keep in mind that you are one out of like 150 to 200 people that is shooting for this particular position, like mm-hmm. at, at the very least, mm-hmm. right? So for them to contact you, you need to make yourself available mm-hmm. because it just locks in your process faster. If that yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, obviously, if they have a bunch of interviews on this particular date. And you you're asking, let's say a bunch of interviews on a Tuesday and you're asking for them to interview on Friday. Like you just you just lessen your chance of getting the job because now they have eight interviewers that they're going to see on Tuesday. But they see in your ass on Friday because you can't make it. Yeah. Unless you can literally wow somebody, which I mean, it just depends. I mean, it just depends on you don't know who you're up against, to be honest. And that's, I think, the the most. But at this point, this is the worst part about it. And at this point, this is HR emailing you. right? Right. So. So they're not the you people have, that, yeah, that actually yeah. make the, the actual last decision. Right. But it, I think that goes into, I, I well, before we move there, <laughs> I do also always send an email back to confirm, hey, Most thank definitely. you yeah. so much for reaching out to me. I really appreciate you taking the time out. I would love to come on X, my, you know, X day this time. I look forward to meeting the team. Correct. Um, and usually if, especially in legal interviews, I know that they usually say you're going to be meeting with this person and this person. Okay. And so I'll add their names to my, to my response email. So, Hey, I'm looking, I'm so looking forward to meeting Susan, Sally, and John. Um, (laughs) 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 thank you so much. I really, you know, I look forward and I confirm the date again in the email on Monday you know, on Sunday, July 23rd, 2017. Most definitely. So just so they can know that you're, you know, efficient, you do it really, you respond really quickly, you pay attention to detail, and you're also just confirming. So if any of that information is wrong, they can respond and say, no, it's actually this date or whatever. Yeah. So I think that's a good rule. And that's, I'm glad you bought that, like your attention to detail, because this last guy that I try to like put on into pharmaceutical sales, like my, my boss asked him, to call her normally they call you for your mm. your phone interview right yeah so she was like hey give me a call at like nine o'clock right so he texts me at like 905 like hey she didn't call and i'm like you were supposed to call her listen five minutes after it she was like no i'm not giving him the opportunity like i specifically told him to call me at nine o'clock so yeah people can get extremely petty depending on like how much the money is you know i mean if you're if you're going out for a job that can literally set you up financially like 
you need to be on point from like the minute they contact you for a face-to-face interview because they're looking at everything. Um, but yeah, he didn't call her because he was not paying attention to the detail within her email mm-hmm. and he locked, he lost on the opportunity, you know? Wow. And that's something that you would think is so small. Right. But in the grand scheme, I mean, it made it. And I'm sure that she had hella other people that were right. vying for that position. Yeah, she was so. just, she was being extremely yeah, petty. Yeah, she was being, she was but, being but somebody's petty, petty like that. Somebody, yeah, somebody, somebody is petty, like right. That. Yeah, so you have to be prepared for and that. And we all boast on being petty and shady. So you know what? You're just getting a little taste of your own medicine. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> right. So next up, what we need to look like. Which is such a controversial subtopic because as black, you know, as black millennials, we want to be very much ourselves. We want to be able to express ourselves in the way that we would like to with Mm -hmm. our hair, our our dress, how we look, etc. And so this is a little bit of a sticky one. So I think we can kind of go, we could do the dichotomy with guys and girls because, you know, I think it's different for, for guys okay. and girls. Do you want to start with guys? You wanna- uh, yeah, I can. I just want to make like this one little disclaimer. So like if, you, if, if you're if you a creator, right, obviously creators have a little bit more leniency than yes. corporate America. So yes. like we can identify that. So this yes. may not apply for, um, you know, let's say girls who uh, do makeup are like hairstylists or barbers because yeah. I think you show your art. Oh, I would believe that they show they show their art on themselves. Right. Um, but for corporate America, um, obviously um there's a fine line that you need to follow. Yeah. And I would probably pull up Google your local Republican. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what you need to look like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I know, like, even with African Americans right now, like, the guys, like, beards are really in, but there are some Republican corporate companies where they don't want you to have a beard. Yeah. And so you have to ask yourself, how much is this protein that is growing out of my face is worth it? Because unfortunately you should just cut your hair your facial hair off yeah i mean every time i grow my facial hair i always have an interview interview around that time and unfortunately i just cut it off because it's just not worth it you know um yeah another obviously have a haircut um you know line yourself up groom your face no earrings i have seen a guy a black man come into a legal interview looking disheveled With no haircut and like his line was so trash, I I just knew he wasn't gonna get the job. Did he get the job? No, he didn't get the <laughs> exactly. Job. And yeah. he was so qualified, right? For yeah. a summer associate position, he was so qualified. I mean, great school, great back, great grades. Looked trash. I mean, the interview. You are a I mean, representation of yourself, right? Yeah. If you're not grooming yourself, then that to me that lets me know that. Maybe your office is going to be completely a mess. Maybe your email box inbox is going to be a mess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just. It's certain things. And not only that, people love the better, your better version of yourself, yeah. right? I mean, I think, and I want to say, I don't, I really want to say people love good looking people, but not everyone is good looking. So you need to be the better version of yourself. So you can't not have a line and you can't go in with like some huge diamond earrings. I know it's, it's, it's cute for the club, but for guys, they judge you <laughs> like. I even had like one of my doctors. He was like, "Oh, you have diamonds in your earrings." I know he was being very passive, you know, like just you know mentioning. But I know, in other words, he's like, "Don't wear that." Don't wear that. Yeah, because it's not professional, right? Somebody gave me a really, really good piece of advice. They said you should not be noticeable. 
Hmm. So nothing about you should be, be noticeable. It should just be like your you, you should be your walking resume. Gotcha. So nothing should be just blaring or like out. You right. know what I mean? Like right. it's like you just you are a representation of your resume exactly. essentially. Correct. Don't Correct. don't have them ask you anything about anything right. you're wearing. Don't make your look be questionable. Like Correct. let it just be basic. And and it's just for those three or four times that you meet up with them until you get the job and then you can like be switch it up. Yourself. You can be yourself. Because what they're gonna do, fire you because you wear something that <laughs> right. they don't like. Um another thing I wanted to mention, which is probably not a big deal. Um obviously if you are wearing slacks and a button down, then you should wear a belt. And even to go a little bit further, your belt should match your shoes. Um, I personally feel that, I mean, if you're going for an interview, and I don't care if it's an interview at Taco Bell or you trying to interview with IBM, I think a suit should be required. Mm -hmm. If you can't, if if you do have a suit, if not, then definitely wear a tie and a shirt, mm -hmm. a button-up shirt um, with your slacks, um, belt, and shoes. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, I mean, you can go to Goodwill. Like, honestly, like, I mean, not everyone is able to, like, go to Nordstrom's or go to Macy's and buy new clothes, but... You know, you can find your nice little outfit, even if you can't afford it, at, like, Goodwill or some of these consignment shops where it's discounted, just so you can, like, you want to present your best self because yeah. hopefully this, the job that you're applying for, is positioning you to your ultimate goals. So, like, don't play yourself when it comes to your career um, just based off of your looks, you know, like, what you have on. So I would just follow the code. It's not that deep. Like, now it's not the time to protest you know, and yeah. like, you know, just to, you know, be you by wearing like, you know, whatever you want to wear with an interview. I think you just need to make it happen and do what you need to do to get the job. So I know. What about, what about females? OK, so we're a little bit more tricky because, you know, we have the hair to worry about. We have nails to worry about. We nails have, too? Yeah. Oh, wow. We have nails to worry about. We have how tight our dress is to worry about so there's how a lot long of our short the dress my, is how okay long or short how long or short your hair is how how tall your heels are i mean there are so many different components yeah. to the female interviewing process when it comes to how you're supposed to look so, so what are some of your tips so my go-to for interviews for, let's let's start from head to toe okay. so let's do hair first right i am natural obviously i have mm -hmm. really big curly hair mm -hmm. i have gone to one interview with my hair curly mm. And it was because I already had a job and okay. I just wanted to really experiment about whether or not I could get a job if I had my hair curly. Right. I did not get the job. Oh. Not saying that that wasn't because my, it was because my hair was curly. I don't know why I didn't get the job, but yeah. I went, that was one of the factors I believe. So my go-to, if I'm natural at that time, like if my hair is curly at that time, I will do a low bun, middle part, low bun, like slick back bun. What about the braided crown? I've never done the braided crown for an interview because I don't know how to do the braided crown. <laughs> and have you seen that meme where it's like when you, the girl on YouTube look like this and then yours. Right. Like, so mine ends up looking like, you know. A so mess. what about the braided crown? Would the braided crown work or is it too ethnic? Or I, what about a side part with the braided crown? That looks like there will be a little bit more. I would say. Don't, you know, and I'm not the end all be all. I just wouldn't go anything braided. Okay. I would completely keep it very, very t either slick back slick with back the bun or do, um, 
I would just slick back with the bun. Okay, cool. Or a- or straighten your hair. Now, some people are against that because it's, you know, conformity and that. And and I am completely with you. And I Got wish you. that it was not a factor. Yeah, but However, this is about money in your is, career. Yeah. And it's 2017 and yeah. people still see natural hair as, as not being conforming to the norm. So sometimes right. I do straighten my hair depending on the job. Here lately, I have just worn my hair in a bun. Um, which is a, you know, a quick wash my hair in the morning, put some gel on that thing and go. (laughs) Um, sometimes I may make my edges pop or not. It depends on where I'm going, how I'm feeling, (laughs) but usually a bun is where I, what I go to my go-to. So So what about the makeup? Makeup. I go very minimalistic. So what I do is I, I obviously cover the bags and the dark circles under my eyes. So they won't (laughs) know I'm tired and disgusted. Um, but yeah, I go very basic, very neutral. I don't do any, and, and I, I know a lot of people that are very, very good at makeup. I'm really not one of those people. Mm-hmm. So I don't do any eyeshadow or anything like that. I'll do my eyebrows. I'll put some mascara on. Do you draw the prominent eyebrows though? To no, where it's like covering very, half of your face? I do a very <laughs> subtle, and my eyebrows are thick anyway, but I do a very <laughs> subtle eyebrow. It just, just keep it very neutral. Do, you know, either you do a lipstick or you do a lip gloss or you do chapstick. Look, Honestly, keep I, it very minimal. I saw my uncle over the weekend. And he was like, yeah, like everybody eyebrows are so prominent. <laughs> I say, wow. Okay. People eyebrows do be jet black. I'm like, your hair is brown. Why are your eyebrows jet black? No, I don't. Yeah, I keep it very simple. And I do simplistic makeup on a regular anyway. The Got only you. time I have like really, really like pop and makeup is if I'm like doing something for the podcast or Right, Something so like that. no color eyeshadows. No, don't come up with no need. No. no need to make your cheeks rosy. No, and you can put a little bit of blush because blush actually makes you look um, awake. Awake, okay. but just make sure you're just very a new color. How about, about a new color? Subtlety. Right, okay, subtle. You could subtlety. do a little bit of bronze. You could do, but just make it very subtle. That's gotcha. really the go-to. A little bit of mascara, a little bit of under eye concealer, a little bit of bronzer, a little bit of earrings. Okay, earrings. I normally go pearls. Okay. No is it because dangle. you're an AKA? It is not because I'm an AKA. <laughs> what about a stud? A stud You can go stud. Or any, any sort of stud or pearl. You can also do a very, very small drop earring. So something that's kind of um, just very like, it's all about minimalism, okay. to be honest. So you okay. don't want to come up in there with no chandeliers. <laughs> you don't want to go up in there with no huge hoops. Diamond princess chokers. Yeah, no, no choker. That. If I do a necklace, it's a very subtle, like, thin, very thin chain. Thin chain. Yeah. You know, I have like a little Tiffany's necklace my mom got me when yeah. I was like 25 or something. I wear that because it's very, it's just silver, you know, uh, with a, a circle on it. It's yeah. very, very minimalistic. Um, So jewelry, I think, keep it to, you know, wear your watch, obviously. Mm-hmm. If your watch is full of diamonds, you probably don't need to wear that one. Yeah, you just take it off. Need to it's wear not that deep. Your, you know, your very subtle. It's just all about subtlety. Yeah. Um. Okay. So outfit. Yeah. I I am a firm believer in you dress for the job that you want. Okay. So if you're interviewing at a law firm, you need to look like a lawyer. Uh-huh. In quotes. Now, when I go to work on a regular basis, I do not wear a suit every day. Right. Right. But when I'm in the interview, I want them to see me as yes. what I would look like if I was good going point. to court. Very, very so good point. Yeah. I wear a full suit. I don't like pants suits just because I'm really short. So I feel like they make me look like I'm a midget. Or I can wear a pantsuit, but it has to be like um to it has to be ankle pants. I right. can't do full on pants. Right. So ankle pants to me aren't necessarily as professional as long pants. So I just prefer not to do pants. Okay. I do skirt. And you stick with the black, gray, 
Well, I have kind of gotten out of the black, grayer tan or black, grayer um, navy. Uh, navy, yeah. I've gotten out of that, and sometimes, so I have um, a tan, like a it's a neutral colored suit mm-hmm. that I may wear in the summer for an interview, and I also have a um, houndstooth suit. It's not a hu- it's not a huge houndstooth mm-hmm. pattern, but it's like a small one, so it almost looks gray. From I have afar. no clue what that is, but I'm pretty sure Houndstooth? the ladies know exactly what that <laughs> it's is. It's a black and white pattern. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, um, gotcha. and so from from far away, kind of it looks gray. So essentially, it nice. is a gray suit. But yeah. I, I can't. I have switched it up in that regard. But I'm not gonna go in there with a red suit on, yellow. You know, yeah. I'm gonna keep my undershirt very neutral. Like, so yeah. either nude or white, white yeah. or something like that. Um. I don't wear stockings because it's Texas. Right, yeah. Um, Louisiana, they actually did, in the legal interviews, prefer that you wear stockings. I was like, if you don't give me a job because I don't have on stockings, I don't want your job. <laughs> right. Um, so I keep it very... But as far as... So you do have to think about, like, skirt length. Yeah. I'm really short. So I can wear a little bit of a shorter skirt. Now, I'm not saying short as in like mid-thigh short. Yeah, but, but I'm saying right like above I the don't knee. have to cover my knees because okay. it would make me look really, really short. Now, yeah. if you're tall, you probably need to do a longer, a longer skirt. skirt. So yeah. you just have to be mindful of your your the length of your legs, really. And you don't want to go into an interview and have men look at you sexually and have women look at you as if you're you're trying to be sexual. So you see, in my industry, that wouldn't be bad. Like, a looking really? a little bit, like, sexy. Because, I mean, it sells. You know, like, uh. you can, like, be a little a little risque. But that's neither here nor there. So I, I, like, I like exactly what you mentioned, that statement you mentioned, like, dress for the career that you are seeking. Yeah. So if it's a lawyer, dress like a lawyer. Obviously, if it's a nurse, don't walk in there with scrubs. Well, not, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, just don't do that. Well, and and I've I've interviewed for other positions that weren't legal that were in the creative field and and it's difficult for me to transition from legal interviews to to creative interviews mm-hmm. because they aren't expecting you to look. Right. Yeah. You know, very I mean, not not polished, but they're not expecting you to look serious. Right. Um as serious as you look as a lawyer and I think I've made the mistake of just looking a little looking bit too a little bit professional, too serious okay. and professional, and so well, you, you just have to be mindful of yeah. that, and you don't want people to be intimidated by that, right? Correct. Correct. So just you know, if you're going into an interview to do social media coordinator or social media something or something graphic design, then you can probably play with colors and yeah. prints, but still look professional. Correct. Okay. So you could Got be a that. little bit yeah. more. Yeah. So it just it depends on the profession. If you're going, you have to just kind of do the research. So here's one thing that I like to like, you know, I'm really huge on like scents and like, like I like to make sure that I smell extremely good. Right. Yeah. So I may not wear like my Itsumiyaki, which I don't wear Itsumiyaki, but that's the only cologne I can think that is extremely strong. My dad wears that. It's good. It's, it's a nice little classic scent. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. I no, just no, don't wear yeah, yeah. it. Um, but I like to go with a more like cleaner, fresh scent. Mm-hmm. But I want to smell like something because yeah. I I don't know I don't know why, but I just feel that you need to like you need to come in with like an aura. I and, can agree with that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So um, I would definitely add that I wouldn't I wouldn't pick a scent that is extremely strong. Um, but you know, just something for them to like you know like oh okay. Do a do a, a one it, spray on the wrist yeah. and dab like don't like don't. Coco Chanel. I think is a is an amazing scent. 
Chanel number five. Oh, I think. number five, yeah. That's number what five I wear. is an amazing yeah. scent for women. So yeah. it's like you know, scents arouses people. Like it wakes people up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it 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 may allow them to focus on you a little bit more. Yeah. If you instead of coming in like swelling, smelling like sweat, because you know you're gonna be nervous, right? Oh, yeah, so your pores your are gonna are be gonna open. Be- <laughs> and I just really think that you know it may not get you the job, but it you may be a little bit more. Um, you may have a, a little bit more of a lasting impression than others. I can agree with that. So I yeah. can agree with that. Last thing, women with nails and shoes. I'll say nails and shoes because it kind of goes with toenails and all mm-hmm. of that. First of all, I always go nude on the nails. So, um, and I try to go, if not very short, I'll go sort of short. Don't go in there. Well, <laughs> I take that back. Depending on the job. If you're applying for a legal position, do not go in there with, you know, nine inch nails. It's too much. <laughs> But if you're going in for a nail tech position, then have your best nail design on. It just depends on what you're going for. Right. And then also for shoes, I go closed-toed. I don't think you need to go in there with no peep-toe. Just go closed-toed. I've I've worn flats to an interview because I don't like heels. But if you yeah. are going to go heel, go four inches or below. Yeah. Don't do anything too crazy. Don't go in there with your, you know, I have a pair of those Lady Peep Louboutins. They are two, they're like seven inch heels or something crazy, six inch heels. <laughs> right. I'm not going to wear those. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you know, it's just not the time. You can wear them when you get to the office. Even then, you really don't even need to wear them because yeah. it's just too much. But And for I wanted to make one, one more uh, comment about guys. Like, I know most guys don't own a suit, but you really need to invest in your business attire. Um because, you know, suits have changed. Looks have changed. Um, you need to wear your suit true to size. Like, mm. if you wear a fucking 32 and a 32 leg, you buy a 32 with a 32 leg. You know, don't do these over oversized Steve Harvey suits, which I'm hoping none of you, you niggas do that. But if you do, <laughs> like, just try to, you know, even if you have to, like, buy your pants, like, one set of pants, this, you know, this check. And then the next check, you buy the blazer. Or whatever, like just make sure you're looking as modern as possible with that corporate look, um, because that goes a long way, man. I can't, yes. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've literally considered people doing interviews just because they presented themselves like in an exceptional way. So yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely something that we all can benefit from, and it needs to be a best practice, and we need to do it. Hey guys, for you, the listeners of Millennial Love Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free. 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their services. I'm personally reading Queen Sugar by Natalie Bazile, which is such an amazing book. You can order or choose another book free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to www.audibletrial.com slash millennial love. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash millennial love for your free audiobook. It's a book. I was going to say to um, match your shoes with your bill. I don't know if yeah. you did that already. Yeah, I did. Uh, and also, go to places like H&M and Forever 21. Like, if you can't afford a really, like, expensive suit at the time, like, you can honestly make yourself look bomb right. for under $50. I do it all the time. Oh, for the ladies. Right? All the, yeah. Well, and no, not even just for ladies, but for men, too. I think you could. Yeah, their, their suits are pretty reasonable. Probably under 100 yeah, more un- so for men. Well, under 200 So it would be about, like, 150 Okay. But, yeah, yeah, like, instead of going to the club and buying a bottle... Save one of them checks and freaking go buy you a suit. At least just have one suit, my one. nigga. And a black belt and some pair of black shoes. How about that? How about that? Stop spending this money on these strippers. 
Oh nah. Good night. <laughs> um, okay, so now that we've talked about what you need to look like, the next thing is what do you need to bring? Okay. I think you're the master of this. Too. All right, all right, all right. So me. let's let's get it in. All right. So I just recently did an interview with this young lady, like extremely intelligent. Um, like went to like a nice reputable school. Like on paper, she seemed like she would be the perfect person for this position. She walked in. We had three people. It's like a panel interview. She had no resumes, no printed resumes with her. Wow. So wow. rule number one, print out several copies of your resume. Assume that the person that you're interviewing with did not print out your resume. Like this is, this is, what is this? This is like your, this is the thing that is representing you. And you yeah. want to make sure that, hey, if this person did not print it out, I have a copy. Yeah. You want to make sure that you want to show them that, that you're always prepared. Unfortunately, she did not get the job. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, her not having those three copies of resume, really, I couldn't get past that. I'm like. Are you serious? I really could. And I'm not saying it because I'm defending her, but I'm saying that so people can know. Like, Yeah, it's, it's like it's a, a kid who goes to school with no ink pens. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, What? 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 Like, doing? I can tell that you were that kid that forgot shit. Like, you forgot your tablet, you forgot your book, and you forgot your ink pen. So that lets me know that you're going to forget <laughs> shit on the job. Nah, um, that was not the reason why, but it was some other reasons. But you need to make sure that you have copies of your resume. I would say rule of thumb, bring at least 10. Exactly. Bring like, at least 10. And I don't, and, and you can print them on resume paper. I don't think, no, I, I, whenever I've interviewed, I don't think people normally care. Okay, so. Whether it's on interview paper or not. But here, you do yours yes, on interview okay, paper. Okay, I do. And the reason why I do this is because, like, whenever you interview with these people, well, first, you have to look at it like this, right? you're probably going to be nervous. Like, you're probably going to be more nervous talking to these individuals rather than talking to your friends. Of course. So if there is anything that you can control, you need to control it and make sure that it is the best part of you, right? Mm. So I do present, I do print out my resumes on uh, resume paper and I also purchase the folder and I actually make little cards because I want them to at least, I don't care if I fuck up on the answer, I want you to ask yourself, man, like he has really great potential. L at least... Um, like who I am based off of my potential, my delivery, because they, I do understand that people get nervous in interviews. Like yeah. I have to take that into consideration, yeah. but if you're nervous in interviews and you don't have a, you don't have three copies of your resume and you look like you just left the club, I'm really not taking you serious because it's hard for me to even focus on what you're saying because you're not prepared. Yeah. And someone else is fighting, like someone else is fighting for your job. Yeah. So if you're coming in here, not, prepared then i shouldn't take you serious that's exactly how i look at it yeah so for me i definitely have several copies of my resume i definitely print it out on resume paper mm -hmm. i buy the folders and i just look at it like this is me investing into my future and like to be quite honest it i'm always getting jobs you so are. you know what i'm saying you like really it's just it, and if i'm not getting the job i've like really made a lasting impression on someone to where if the next opportunity comes up, they're going to remember me. Like, and that's what I like. That's what I shoot for. If I don't get the job, then I want to be in your Rolodex. I want to make sure that you can call me back and be like, Hey, we have this opportunity to come up and it's like building a relationship. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Totally, totally makes sense. And I think you just dropped some jewels there. Also a couple other things just for logistics for resumes. 
Get your resume proofread by somebody else. Oh, my geez. Because, honestly, I do this all the time. I will miss something very yeah. small because yeah. I've read it a million times and yeah. I know exactly what it's supposed to say. And yeah. your brain automatically proofreads for you. Right. So get somebody else to proofread it. Several people actually. Make sure the font can. is consistent. Make sure everything's consistent. Make sure, you know, punctuation is consistent. Make sure the tense of the verbs that you use. It has to be past tense, except unless it's unless your current it's your job. your current job. And people don't understand that. Make sure that it's in a, um, a aesthetically pleasing format. So depending on, and I think this rolls into the next tip, that make sure your resume speaks to the industry that you're Correct. trying to enter into. Because Correct. depending on what you're trying to do, like... You're trying to do something creative. Your resume probably should be colorful and creative and be bright. Correct. If you're looking for something a little more professional, then you don't really necessarily have to do that. They're more worried about what the resume says versus what the resume looks like. Correct. Even though it needs to be in a format where it's 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 aesthetically pleasing and easy to read. Correct. And even if it's in sales, you want to make sure that you have measurable data. You want to make sure mm. that you do have metrics like, hey... I work for Ulta from 2016 to 2017. And through that year, I generated XYZ amount of sales and I hit my goal by like over 15%. Yeah. You know, like you need to make sure that you have things that is there and it's not fluff. Because keep in mind, like we are creatures of habit. So all these questions that they're going to be asking the other people that is interviewing for your job, more than likely, and I can probably better check they're answering the questions generically or they're coming in in a very like mediocre generic way. Mm -hmm. So everything that you do, everything that you present has to be like top notch mm -hmm. because this is more money in your pocket. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a job and you're, if you're interviewing nine times out of 10, you want an extra 10 grand or you want an extra 25 grand or mm -hmm. you want an extra 50 grand to your, your, your annual income, mm -hmm. which means that you need to be putting your best self forward mm -hmm. and you can't come in with no misspell fucking words, right. no periods at the end of the sentence. Right. And all you have is fluff. <laughs> I work the cash register. What? Okay. <laughs> Like, Just you literally, you know, stop. I know it's the truth. And I think that as African-Americans, the only reason why I say this is because I have a lot of people who want, who would like to, who approach me and would like to get into pharmaceutical sales. Yeah. But at the same time, like, this industry is a really great industry. The benefits are great. But at the same time, like, the process getting in is a very petty process. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, like, I think legally... It can someone can get sued for how petty they are, <laughs> but at the same time, you know it's not in your face petty, but it's very subtle, and you you won't get the job, and you wouldn't even know why you didn't get the job, yeah. and it can literally be because you didn't bring three copies of your resume. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. you have to assume that this is the pettiest person in the world, and I don't want to give them anything to count me out. Yeah, um, and I think that's a huge, especially with the resume, and I, I mean I made some mistakes on my resume for the longest hell. I text. I text car in them and I'm like, I have to re I have to like fucking autocorrect my own text after I send it. So yeah. you can only imagine how long it took for me to like really get my resume to the where it needs to be. Um, because you have people like Cara who is doing conducting interviews and she's like this master English professor, you know, this English person. <laughs> and she's like, man, this nigga did not put a comma after this. You know, you know, it's just well, little things. And no, and I was about to say, I think that a lot of people are like that. It's difficult. Like uh, grammar and punctuation and stuff is difficult for people. And I, yeah. I'm just, I just love that. And it's like what I live for, but not everybody's like that. So the blessing. you can pay for people yeah. 
You can pay for resume editing and proofreading and and form and formatting services. And maybe that's something that you should invest it's in. It's an investment. Yeah. Like this is good debt. Yeah. You know, this is like you could have instead of buying those two bottles of alcohol that we always buy over the weekend, mm-hmm. or those two bottles of wine, all these, you know, whatever, just invest in someone to perfect who you are because this is a true representation of who you are this is a matter of like 15 grand added to your salary or you just staying where the fuck you are and not only that dead end job yeah and not only that too like your resume is is something that you can use obviously over and over yeah. all you have to do is update it so exactly it's one of those things where once you pay you know 150 dollars for somebody to do it for you all you gotta do is just, just keep using the same format. exactly and it's, so that's essentially i mean it, it's it pays for itself honestly yeah. for, so for what the was the question i just want to make sure that we no, I think yeah, that's it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Format. Um, make sure your resume speaks to the industry and proofread. Okay. Um, what else should you bring, Justin? I know you do you do resumes on resume papers. You do um you Justin <laughs> yeah, do the goes folder. over the top, which I actually I think it's uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, and I spend money on the folders. Um another thing that I bring is a brag book, right? So whatever and this may seem a little obnoxious, but I do this because I remember, I will never forget this. I had one of my white managers, right? Mm-hmm. And she was a white woman. And ironically, well, I'm not going to put all her information out. She was a white woman. And she said, you have to remind white men about your achievements. You mm-hmm. have to remind them. Like, they could have literally walked through, like, literally work with you, like, your whole career. But whenever the time comes, you're going to have to remind them about your accomplishments because you're a minority. Wow. And that spoke volume to me. So when I go to interviews, I just assume the person is very petty. And I assume that they're going to think that I'm lying. Because in interviews, a lot of people give you fluff. Mm -hmm. So when I bring my brag book, it's like measurable, hard data. Tell us what's in this brag book. So in my brag book, I obviously have a copy of my resume. And if, like for me, I get recommendation letters, right? So whenever I was like getting into pharmaceutical sales, um, I made sure that I reached out to some pro- providers or have I reached out to any MDs that I know, mm-hmm. like friends and families or even my own primary physician, mm-hmm. I got them to write me a recommendation letter. So I got my, I have my recommendation letters in my folder. And then I also have like, let's say someone, let's say my, my manager at my previous job um, highlighted me in one of the emails. Like I make sure I print out all that shit. Anytime That's like Justin good- is highlighted in a, like a positive way, I print that out because I want the person that is interviewing me to know that not only am I able to like speak to you eloquently, be able to um, present myself in a very professional way. Mm -hmm. um, um, I can prove to you what I'm verbally saying. I can like prove to you on actual hard data. So in the event, obviously I'm in sales. So I bring my sales numbers. Like if I, if I do exceptionally well in quarter two and Q4 or whatever the case may be, I'm printing that shit out because my next job, I want to be able to demand like the amount of money. Assuming that I get the yeah, job, yeah. I want to be like, hey, I've provided all this evidence. Yeah. So you already know that I'm qualified. Yeah. So once you once I get that, that that um offer letter, it's time to negotiate because I'm trying to negotiate my salary. Yeah. And so it's it's a it's a point of like selling yourself, like going above and beyond to sell yourself and to prove yourself because I feel that everyone is going to come in. They're going to come in and say these, uh, answer these questions in a very mediocre way, and that's going to be it. So I want to make sure that when, whenever I leave that interview, you're going to know who I am, and yeah. you're going to know what I'm all about. So yeah. 
Outside of the resume, I definitely bring my brag book. And I know it may seem over the top for some of you motherfuckers, but I've never not. <laughs> you know, I I I I put I place myself to be I put myself in a position a situation up in a position to where I'm a strong competitor or a strong candidate. And I think that's what we all need to fight for. Because we are a minority and we're black. You know, like we have to go above and beyond. Three times better is what Three I've times better. been told. Yeah. Um, I don't even have anything to add to that because Justin <laughs> is the like resume guru. Mm. So anything that he suggests, please do it. I'm actually gonna do it. So. I think you should. Or any, I really think you any should. Potential interviews that I have. Um, okay. Next thing is once you get into the interview, they're going to ask you hella, you know, questions usually that have nothing to do with the job. Why are you asking me that? <laughs> How do you prepare for those questions? Um, I will say that in earlier, um, whenever I was first in, in law school and I was doing the interview process um, to get either summer internships or to get my, my job at, after I graduated, I would honestly do a practice session practice session like with, a mock with yeah a yeah. mock interview with my friends who are also interviewing um i would also do this with my mom where she would my mom is I, honestly the any yeah, job that all... she interviews for she gets the job That's... and i don't give a darn if it's yeah. whatever the job is she's gonna get it so she's right. very very good at that so we would do we would do mock interview stuff and also to be honest i would like come up with questions and look in the mirror and talk to myself yeah. Because I need to see what I look like when I'm saying it. Right. I need to make sure that my inflection is correct, that my that my demeanor is correct, that correct. I'm, you know, that everything's just kind of flowing. Yeah. And another tip for potential questions is a lot of um interviews I've been in, they want to see you be vulnerable about something. So they usually ask you, you know, what's your um not your strength, your biggest strength and your biggest weakness. That's yeah. one of the, you know. And so I normally take that as an opportunity to be very vulnerable mm. about either my life or like my upbringing or something like that because I want them to know that like I'm okay. I feel comfortable even if I'm not fully comfortable with them. I want them to feel like I'm comfortable enough with them to share that information. That's a good. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. for me that question especially like whatever is my weakness, I definitely give them a generic answer on that yeah, one. Yeah, don't like go you know. I know I probably should I probably shouldn't do that. I probably should like take your advice and like allow that to be vulnerable. And I think Oftentimes, like whenever we are in these interview questions, like whenever we are in these interviews, we forget that we can answer these questions and it and it not be related to our previous work experience. We can Correct. bring in our personal experience, which allows them to, you know, get to know you a little bit more and allows you to be a little bit more vulnerable to them as well. And have just have a generic thing that you always say. Exactly. But it doesn't have to be a generic answer. So have something that's generic to you, meaning you always say. For instance, I think actually in the last interview I was in, somebody asked me um, what my values were. Mm. And I had never been asked that question before. And so, um, no, no, she asked that. And she also asked, um, what was your biggest failure most recently? Yeah. And I brought up my sister and uh -huh. how my sister has been going through a lot in her personal life. And I right. feel like as the oldest sister, mm -hmm. I have failed her by not being there to guide her through those things. Oh, and the lady awesome. was like so touched. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, you're being so vulnerable. Like, I can't believe it. And I was just like, I mean, and but, you know, my sister would be OK with me saying that about her. Right. And also it gives them a glimpse into what you value as well. So, right. you know, one of the values that I said was family and community, which mm. is a big deal for me. Like, yeah. I like like having people that 
you know, I feed into and they feed into me in my Correct. circle. And so Correct. that kind of fed off of that. And so it, but it also gave her a window into who I am as a human. And Correct. I think that that's important too. Like you have to make, you have to remember that the interviewers are human right? and you want to play sometimes to their heartstrings because everybody has emotions, even if they don't show it the way that you do. Right. Right. So I think that's a good thing to add into your interview process is being Showing a little bit of vulnerability. Yeah, because, As a man, I mean, it might be different. I don't know how to, like, do that well, with Well, I probably, yeah, like, okay, so for my, what what is it, the, um, your, um, your weakness? Yeah. I think I typically say something on the lines of, like, um, about me with my patients. Like, I want to get the job, I want to, like, I'm so focused on getting the job done to where I, you know, I've probably looked back and I've worked, like, 15 hours. Like, something that's just so not true, right? <laughs> But <laughs> I just work so much. Oh, yeah, I do. So hard. I don't yeah, know yeah. what to do with myself. Um, yeah, but I mean, for me, like I, I'm very long winded. I can be very long winded whenever, and I, 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 whenever I'm like nervous, and I get extremely oh, nervous in interviews. Like yeah. as confident as I'm speaking right now, like I still get nervous within my interviews. Um, so when answering questions, I follow the star format, which most corporate companies are are following the same format because it just helps the intervert, the interviewer and the interviewee to um, have like some type of process to follow. Right. Okay. And the star format is basically you, um, you highlight the situation, you identify like what tasks, you know, you um, yeah, identify what tasks that you need to do. You highlight the action and what you did and what was the result. Mm -hmm. So obviously all of your results are supposed to be like, positive like you conquered this task so it just helps you to be able to answer a question without being long-winded mm -hmm. and without like getting off track mm -hmm. and that really really helps me and because um because of this format just in terms of preparation like i have my situational questions like down packed so yeah prime example like tell me about a time where you could not like overcome xyz they like that is a situational yeah, question right so you need to have those examples like in your head already like ready to answer yeah and it needs to be answered in a star format and another thing that i do like obviously i like to utilize my resources right so i have like two or three friends who work in hr so i'm like say nigga like send me these questions that y'all ask your thing. potential yeah. employees um, that way I can like practice them. So yeah. in, in terms of you having that mock interview, I just typically like I answer those questions and I already have all my situational answers because like those, listen, I get so fucking nervous is ridiculous <laughs> and I'm a fucking it. grown man. I can believe you know? it. But yeah, I definitely have my situational answers down pack and I just, um, I definitely do mock interviews. Like I have one friend, like I'm, I interview with her all the time and She'll just be like, Justin, that was so generic. You need to come harder. Yeah. And I love, I absolutely love it. Yeah. And you need somebody like that in your yeah. corner to be able to be honest with you about stuff like that too. Okay. So we know what you need to prepare for. We know what you need to bring. What time do you normally get there? Because I try to do 15 minutes Yeah, early. I do 15 minutes okay. early. I try to do 15 minutes early. I feel like if you come earlier than that, you probably should sit in your car and wait for the 15 minute mark. I feel mm -hmm. like... You don't want to look too thirsty. Yeah, I think 
but you don't want to be like trying to rush in and sweating because you you know right. you have one minute left beforehand. So. I think fifteen minutes is the minute max. Like, don't go earlier than fifteen minutes. Don't go later than fifteen. Well, I mean, obviously, you need to go in before your appointment. Yeah. Um, but I I go in fifteen minutes early because it helps me. It helps it helps my energy be on the same. Um, level as like the office energy that makes right? a good point yeah so like it helps me conform to like whatever type of energy is there um and then i also be mindful that like whenever i'm speaking with the receptionist like i'm smiling i'm oh, looking happy yeah i'm looking like i want nice. to be there and be nice so um i'm definitely going 15 minutes early yeah yeah i build a rapport with the receptionist. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And and just kind of have some banter with her. How was your day? You know, uh, you know, just just making small talk about, you know, it's such a nice day. Because people today. are watching you, like people who work there are watching you, you know, and people, the inter- the, the people who's going to be interviewing you, are, they may can see you and you just want to make sure that you're like, you're on time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm big on the 15 minutes. I appreciate the 15 minutes early. Yeah, I think that's a good point. So and it helped me with my nerves. Yeah, that's, and it helps with <laughs> nerves too because you right. get to be like, you know what it looks like in there. You kind of get some sort of level of comfortability right? versus if you're rushing in and you literally have no time to sit down, think, kind of, you know, just pontificate on. Oh, come on, pontificate. <laughs> on uh, what you're going to say and how you're going to say it and, and that whole thing and just kind of, you know, feel okay about being in there, even though you're still going to be nervous. Um, I think I wanted to touch on also just being nice, being nice to yes. the receptionist, being nice to every person you encounter. Smile. Actually, smiling to your interview is be, it really lightens the it lightens up my nerves. Yeah, be pleasant. Right. Just be pleasant overall. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of goes into body language in the interview because okay. I think that. Yeah. So now, now we've we've arrived fifteen minutes early. We've been asked to you know go to whatever conference room that we're going to be interviewed in. And we're sitting in front of a panel. Let's say it's a panel of three to four people. Yeah. Those are all my interviews. And you're nervous AF. You're (laughs) stupid, dumb nervous. First of all, do not bite your nails. Do not fidget in your chair. Do not sit. I have a problem with, I like sitting on my hands. It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't know why. Well, when I get nervous and to, to prevent myself from like, you know, like fidgeting, I sit on my hands. Don't do that. I think a really good like um, hand hand position would either be on top of the table, kind of just like lightly, or or folded. Folded, so you don't rest your arms on no, the chair. No, don't be like lean back in the chair, <laughs> like you know, feet up. I mean, obviously nobody's gonna put their feet up on the table, but still, just be professional, but like calm, and like a very chill. I guess your body language has to has to speak that you are very attentive right now. Yes. So attentive and available. Available. Don't Correct. cross your arms. Correct. Because crossing your arms means you're you're closed off mm-hmm. and you don't care about what people are saying. So make sure that your your chest area is open, which right. is why I was saying either put your hands or or kind of fold them. Um so yeah, you want to be inviting. You right. want to be um serious, somewhat serious, but also pleasant. Correct. And you want to make sure that when you're talking to someone, if it's a panel, you want to make eye contact with each person. Most definitely. So that's a good that's a good tip too. So whenever I enter the um, office room, I don't typically sit down first. Like I shake their hands, yes. and then I I 
I allow them to tell me when to sit down. I think it's just like a respect thing. I don't know when I learned this. I probably learned this in like at the career center at Southern University. I don't know, but it works because it's it's a it's it's a form of respect, right? So even when I'm answering questions, I'm looking at them in their eyes, and if it's a panel interview, like my eyes are like scanning each individual yeah, as I'm talking, right? Yeah, you have to do the um, scan. And don't just look at one particular person if it's a panel interview. And then also, I sometimes like. I don't mind talking with my hands because I yeah. I want them to know that I'm extremely serious about what I'm talking about. And it honestly, me move, and I'm not saying I do this all the time on every question, but um, sometimes talking with my hands help my brain like navigate through what yeah. I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, I definitely yeah. don't do this. But even like when I'm extremely nervous, I'll let them know like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, is it okay if, you know, I just take a moment because I'm like, you know, I, I, I've said that before. Like, I'm nervous. Really? Yes. On this last job that I got, I was extremely nervous. It was my first time, like, interviewing for pharmaceutical sales. Like, everything that I, like, had done in the past had led up to that particular moment. Yeah. And I it, I felt myself not answering these questions the way I practiced them and the way I wanted to answer them. So I, I asked him, I was like, I extremely apologize. Is, is it okay if I take a few seconds just to, like, center? Because, I'm, you know, I'm nervous right now. And I guess that was a a level of vulnerability that allowed you know yeah and they allowed was, me to they allowed me to do that and I came back strong and I got that the job was definitely a, a level of vulnerability because if you're there. going through a whole hour and a half interview and you're answering the questions in a you know you're not doing your best and it's because of your nerves then yeah you know you're not doing yourself any justice so I think it's not a bad thing yeah. if you if it happens but. You know, I definitely wouldn't count on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, do that whenever you really need it. Yeah. No, I think that that's, that's absolutely, I've never done that. And I think that's great. Um, but you don't get nervous and I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and usually for me, though, I think it depends on how big the job is, like how, how much I want the job and how, um, how big that is for my life transition yeah, at that yeah. point. So like if I'm interviewing right now to switch jobs, like I'm not really pressed because I have a job currently. Mm -hmm. So I won't be as nervous in the, in the interview, which mm -hmm. may or may not be a good or bad thing. I don't know, but um, I may not be as nervous because I'm not banking on this right, job right. to be, you know, my entrance into the career. Or yeah. Into the and profession. this was one of those situations where it was yeah. like, a, in, like my, yeah. yeah. No, I totally to get that. Branch off, so I totally get that. So, so I think that um, I think that's a good point with the shaking everybody's hand. Yeah, making sure you make eye contact with them when you're shaking their hand and when you're talking, especially if it's a group that's interviewing you. Make sure you scan the room. Yeah, um, and just make sure you're you can use your hands because if that's how you normally talk, then they're not there. If you just sit there like folded up, they're gonna <laughs> right. think that like you're weird and, yeah. and awkward. So just. Yeah. Be normal. Exactly. Be as normal as, as possible, possible in an in interview setting. Correct. And if that means that you're somewhat awkward, if you're applying for a job as an, you know, a, a computer engineer at Microsoft, that's probably okay because everybody's probably awkward. <laughs> right. So um, then my mom said every, literally at their um, galas and stuff, they have to have a section of the gala where people can go and play video games because that's what? how socially awkward a lot of their employees are. A lot of their engineers and like computer software engineers and stuff like that are super awkward. That is crazy. Yes, I know. That's, I mean, you can be super, super smart, but just be socially just awkward. Completely yeah. Completely awkward. Yeah. Okay. Um, next thing. 
They always ask this question, and I hate it every time. Do you have any questions? <laughs> I hate it. Like I've already read your, I've already yeah. read your, your I hate website. Yeah. I know your bio. Yeah, I know when you started, why you started, how you start. I know all of that. Right, right. So I have a. I just have one go-to question that I always ask, yeah. and I got it from my mom actually, and it's. I think it's a pretty good one. She always asks. What brought you here and what has kept you here at this company? That's a great question. So not only does it, yes, it adds in some information that you probably should already know, but I think it also opens it up to a little bit more of a vulnerable conversation Correct. that they can have with you about why they like the company, what Correct. they appreciate about it, what yeah. was enticing to them. And then once they answer it, you can follow up and say, that's exactly why I thought the company was amazing too, nice. because of X, Y, Z, and blah blah blah. And nice. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping to experience a similar experience as right. you to be able to stay here. That's dope. And I think that that's a really good question to ask somebody who's tenured at the company as well, and somebody new. Um, I think it's just an overall good question. So that's my go-to question, and it usually just gets people talking too. Yeah, and you, it allows you to get their personal experience on like the job, and it not be so standard like the rest of the questions and people also love talking about themselves they do they do <laughs> so yeah so it's just like yeah exactly to do it you know um for me i typically because i'm in sales i like to know like the direction of like where the company is going so i may ask like are there any other like products in the pipeline that is going to be beginning um i also ask like what are some of their like top performers characteristics like why are they at the top what are some of their practices? That's a good question. Um, I also ask them, like, what exactly are they looking for for this particular position? Like, I mean, what type of um, characteristics and skills is going to, like, get this particular position to perform at, you know, above and beyond of what is expected? Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, my last question is asking for the job. Like, after going over my uh, experience and skill set, is there any is there any reason why you would not move me forward within this interviewing uh, process or just hire me on the spot? You're very upfront with that. Fucking what right. do people say? Well, it's it's funny because I always get like a um a, a physical reaction out of them because yeah, it's like, like oh. yeah, it's like you know, uh, but then they always have a, like a generic answer like. Hey, well, you know, we have, we're interviewing more candidates, mm. but we will, but that allows me to know, um, it lets me know that either they're going to call me back for another interview because they'll either say like, yeah, well, we're going to be getting back to you for a face-to-face -face probably like two weeks from now. So that lets me know that like, you know, I have another face-to-face -face interview or, you know, it just, it's just to shock them really, because I think that you should not go in an interview and not ask for the position while you're there in front I'm of their face. write that down. Yeah, no. What do you, wait, say it again. Okay, so after going over my um, previous experience and skill set, is there any reason why you would not move me forward within this interviewing process? Or offer me the job? Okay, I was about to say, go ahead. Yeah. That's a really great question. It's, it's, I'm gonna use that. It's it's an it's, it's it's very aggressive, but it also lets them know that hey, I am like I'm the right person for this position, yeah. right? Because these interviewing questions can really intimidate you, and it can almost make you feel that you bomb the fucking interview, and it make it can make you feel that you it can it can possibly make you forget that you are qualified for this position, right? Yeah. So it's like even after all that this is said and done. 
Will you hire me for this? Okay, I have one more question before I ask that question. Go ahead. So before I ask that question, I asked them this. Is there anything that I went over that you, that I may not have explained well? Like, okay, yeah. you know, yeah. just so I can go back and like yeah. re-clarify uh, clarify other things. Yeah. And then they'd be like, oh no, like, I mean, you did, like, you explained everything well. And then I hit them with the, okay, so after going over that. <laughs> <laughs> why would you hire my baby? Why would you hire me? You know, so it's just like a corner, yeah. a corner, a corner. And I think what it does, at the very least, is just let them know that you really want the job. And I think at the at the end, that's what it's all. It's it's all about someone who's hungry. Like people want people who is like really hungry for that position. And even if it is a lateral move, you just need to bag jobs because once you bag the job, the thing about it is, once they send you that offer letter. You can negotiate your salary. Yeah. Like you can at least get an extra five to ten grand on your salary alone just through just by negotiate negotiating yeah. your salary. Yeah. So I understand it may look like a lateral move, you know, but you need to bag it because you never know what can come out of it. Like you just absolutely never know. And I, I also ask for sign on bonuses too. I was gonna say I have one more question that one of my line sisters actually gave me recently. She said, there's another question she asks at the end of an interview, and it's, it's what reservations do you have in giving me this position? Saying, that's and a I close. Think it's a similar, yeah. It's yeah, a similar, it's a similar approach. Yeah. It's a similar close, except that you're being more direct about, you know, what? if you don't want to give it to me, why? why? Correct. And, what can, and so the follow-up is, this is what I'm going to change. Correct. Yep. And so you can, it's a definitely a closing. So Correct. I think that the, all of those questions are good. It's, it's definitely good. Um, and I, I think that's a really great question. Um, but I would probably answer that before I answer my question. Right. Or I think that ask question, your question, you mean? Yeah. Sorry. I would probably ask that question before I ask that final question, because that question allows you to, um, allows you to um not justify explain yourself to way to where they don't have that reservation anymore but right. that is a, and that's also another question to where whenever you do send that thank you email you can cancel out that reservation that's like a good point. you know which is really good as well which is what we're getting into so yeah. post interview yeah post interview you know you say thank you so much you know in person shake everybody's hand i also give a thank you card Give a thank you card. So yeah. you do thank you cards I do. immediately after. Yeah. Okay. So like after I ask, after I ask that final question, and they be like, no, um, you know, we have to interview a little bit more candidates and stuff like that. Then I'll say, well, look, um, it's been a pleasure. X Y Z. Like I appreciate this experience. This, that, and the third. I ask for their business card because I have to get their contact information. If you're working with a recruiter, if you're working with HR, they're not going to give you their personal email address, right? So I ask for that business card and then I let them know like, hey, I got you a little thank you card. Just, you know, and I just thank them again. You will not believe like how much of a positive response like people like I see on people's faces when I give them a thank you card. And they'll some most of them have said like, wow, no one has never done this before. Really? And this is all about like just like putting yourself like at the top, yeah. like just putting out a better version of you. And a, a thank you card is only 99 cents. Like, and it, it will go so far by you giving them the thank you card. Yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. it seems very obnoxious. And I'm, it, no, I, mean, it's I just actually, like... <laughs> I, I, I'm writing stuff down because I haven't, I used to mail out physical thank you cards. Okay. So I would mail them literally the day 
I after like the day I interviewed, I would mail them that same day because right. I, sometimes I wouldn't know who I was interviewing Got with, you. and so I used to do that, and it is effective. And it's very effective. I do, and I one time and it's everything. And I know that when I used to do interviews for like my previous job, and I've done like a couple with my current job, like timing is everything. Mm-hmm. Like even after I leave the interview. I already have like a thank you email already drafted up and I'm sending that between like 15, between 15 minutes after our, after my uh, interview to like an hour, like I'm sending it like instantly, you know, immediately because I'm trying to bag this position. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you wait to send the thank you email? No, I normally send it same day and Mm. I try to do it. It just, it honestly, usually I I have an interview when I have to go to work. So I try to do it in that time frame too. I haven't been as timely as I probably could be. So the 15 minute to an hour after the interview, I think is a great sweet spot for them to not forget who you are and for you to also just reconfirm all those things. And also within your thank you notes, like just, I, or excuse me, your thank you email, mm-hmm. just kind of reiterate some of the things that y'all talked about Most in the definitely. interview. So yeah. thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time out to meet with me today, Sarah. Sarah, I really appreciate your vulnerability and and um and candor in discussing your reasons for staying at said company, which, you know, are, you know, community based and you know, the values line up with yours. I too value those same exact things. And I hope that I am being seriously considered for this position. Right. I can't wait to hear from you soon. Exactly. Because don't say, if I hear from you soon, like assume that assume you're, you're going to hear from You're going to get the job. So, exactly. Yeah. But definitely do some sort of highlight. And if you do need to take notes during the interview, I think that's actually great because yeah. it looks like the, it looks like you are actively listening. And also it gives you that content to be able to weave into the thank you email. Correct. Yeah. And I also closed them again. And yeah. thank you. So email. tell them about thank you. Tell them about your follow-up <laughs> okay, all right, emails. All right, all right. Cause I don't do this I and I think Justin does it. And it may be a sales thing. I don't know if it's a sales thing or if it's like a you should do this all the time. Maybe I should do it. Well, you have to keep in mind that whenever I interview, I look at okay, there's someone internally that's trying to get this job. Mm. There's a friend of a friend who's phoning in so their friend can get them this job. (laughs) Then I have all the other motherfuckers who's trying to apply for this job, right? (laughs) So after I send that thank you email, so like let's say I send this thank you email on Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. And I haven't heard from them within a week, right? Mm -hmm. So on that next Tuesday, I have what I call a 306090. And that 306090 is pretty much like a PowerPoint explaining what I will do within my first 30 days, my first 60 days, and then my first 90 days. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hey, I have a plan set that is going to help me. um, It's like a blueprint of me like going in and like affecting the business by day one. Yeah. You know, because they don't want like companies do not want to hire someone where, you know, they have to really focus all this time on training, right? Mm. So they want you to have done the research already. Like assuming, and I'm, I'm hoping that you you guys are like doing your research on these companies and in the industry. So like you need to like know exactly what they're doing. And within that 30, 60, 90 day is basically letting them know that, hey, I already know what's going on mm-hmm. and this is my fucking plan. Mm-hmm. So not to like constantly annoy them because people may call them or send emails like, Hey, I haven't heard anything back. You, I think that's good, but I think it needs to be a little bit more intentional. So if I'm contacting you, I'm dropping jewels, right? 
I'm giving you something, some more evidence that is going to um, let you know that I'm the right person. Yeah. So that first week, I do a 30, 60, 90, right? Depending on how long the process is. Because, I mean, if you're looking at a job that's paying 150, they're not trying to make a quick decision on hiring someone. Mm -hmm. So it may take about a month to a month and a half for them to, like, really finalize and bag the position so mm -hmm. every time that i'm communicating with them i'm sending them documents so that first document is a 30 60 90 right uh -huh. the second document let's say it extends over to two weeks right uh -huh. i'm gonna send them like another document that pretty much explains why they should hire me right so on these documents it's like pretty cool i have my picture i have like it's mm -hmm. it's, it's not it looks like something well thought of right mm -hmm. and it's something hard that they can look at outside of just a generic email, right? Mm -hmm. Which means that, like, hey, this dude is really putting in work yeah. to be a part of our company, right? Yeah. So I do, like, the five or six reasons or ten reasons why you should hire me. And if they don't hire me then, then that third weekend, if I haven't still haven't heard back from them that third weekend, then obviously I'm in sales. So I do my research on the competitors, and I pretty much basically – I list the competitors and then I list the potential people that I'm going to market or sell to in order to grow my business, which is over the top, right? It's but over the it's top. But it's, it's over the top, but it's letting them know like, hey, this dude already know our competitors and then he already know who he's going to like contact to gain business. So it's like, bitch, why wouldn't you hire me? Like yeah. I'm doing all this work. And I know it seems like a lot, but... That's, this is something that they appreciate. I mean, I've done all this and did not get jobs, but I've personally gotten phone calls from the hiring manager saying that, hey, I see, I like, I really admire all of your effort. Trust me, whenever another opportunity comes up, I'm contacting you. Yeah. And it's all about like just, it's like you're building that tunnel of connection between you, this company, because you never know. Like I can get laid off next week, but the same people that I interviewed with, you know, a year ago, I can probably contact them again and, and yeah. I can contact them personally and they're going to know exactly who I am, you right. know? Right. So I recommend that you guys do this. You may or may not feel that you uh, have to do it, but it's completely up to you. Yeah. I like money. I like to travel. I like to buy whatever <laughs> I want. So I need to make sure that I bag these positions because it affords me the lifestyle that I live. And I think that's just overall how I look at it. Like, this is my foundation. So... And I think interview skills are transferable to Correct. any job, yeah. to any situation. And I think that they can be good in any sort of like business negotiations, even if it's not an interview. You have to have some sort of skill to be able to bag a sponsor as a podcast, to right. be able to bag a vendor for an event, to be able to get people to come to your events. I mean, it's all about persuasion. And I think that that's what an interview is. You're persuading somebody that you're enough, Correct. that you're more than enough for a particular position. And I think that those particular skills can go a long way in any sort of arena. So, um, Justin has like dropped hella jewels, <laughs> y'all. No, way stop. more than me. I'm I'm just over here. I'm I'm a lowly little no. interview girl. He's the interview king. It's because so. I've 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 <laughs> I've gotten I I've I didn't get jobs because of like simple shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I didn't realize how important it was to send a thank you email. Yeah. Like people really get offended if you don't like thank them after the interview. Yeah. So it's just little shit that we need to work on. And I think it's, it's just best practices. Yeah, best That's practices all. for sure. We're yeah. not saying, you know, especially when it comes to how you should dress and how you should wear your hair. I, you know, as a black woman, I get it. Like you want to, you, you definitely want to show your individuality and you, you don't want to hide behind some sort of hairstyle that's not necessarily who you are. But at the end of the day, like like Justin was saying, 
Get in the door. Like, let's just be really yeah. still. It's 2017, but there are still. Listen, by week norms. two, you can rock your, your box braids. Yes. Because they can't. Because they, they can't. They're not going to fire you. Because if they do fire you, then you got a lawsuit on your hand. So you're covered either way. Correct. Just so get just your ass in the door. Get in the door, bruh. <laughs> get your foot in the door, and then you can do whatever you want. Um, any, uh, anything else? No, I think this is a great episode. Please give us feedback. Like we like to, I guess do a little follow up. So please follow us on Instagram, Twitter. If you have any suggestions on like, what are some of your best practice regarding, um, interviews and during the interview process, please hit us up DM, let us know. Um, and if you just want advice, like just hit us up and we can probably like just help you out. Yes, most definitely. Because we like to bag jobs and we like to bag money. Hello. <laughs> we need them coins. All right, Michelle, we extremely miss you. We Thank do. y'all so much for listening. We're not going to do a millennial love moment because we have to go. Um, yes, unless you to... unless you have a moment. No. Okay. And, yeah. And and we're and I want Misha's uh opinion. Yeah, opinion. Yeah, she. So. Yeah, I love her opinions. So yeah, we appreciate y'all for listening. Once again, come out to Neutral Sundays, July twenty third in July Dallas, twenty third. Common table in Uptown Dallas. You won't regret it. It's going to be a great time. All right. All right. We Good love night. y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>